Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Raising Asian Teens. Resist the roar. I'm Jeannie Chang, licensed marriage and family therapist with four kids, ages 13 to 19. And I'm Sandra Voulet, a career and communications coach with three kids of my own ages, 15 through 21. I keep waiting to change the ages for my kids. I'm <laughs> soon, sure that'll soon. change but soon when my, my daughter turns 20. But yes, welcome back. Uh, we are super excited about today's episode because we're going to be celebrating our Asian culture in honor of, let me say it correctly, Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Yay! And, yay! And so we're, we've decided to call it Celebration. Yeah! <laughs> and I love I'm, the, the, the play on words. Right? And I just feel like it's great to be celebratory. I mean, the whole time we're talking about resisting the roar, it's, it's part of our journey, Sandra and I, but I love the fact that we have the month of May to celebrate our culture. And I, I mean, I think it should be done all the time, but this is just a great moment to spotlight it, to really highlight what we love about being Asian and Asian American. So I definitely know, and I'm sure you feel the same way, that we're very proud Asian women and also very proud Asian moms. (laughs) Sure, sometimes. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Um, And and so I think that for us, especially in this particular month, um, in our episode today, Jeannie and I hope to share with you listeners a little bit about our own particular identity and how that um, affects or influences the way we're raising our little tiger cubs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're not so little, but yes, I I think I'm the shortest one in my house, but that's okay. Uh, You're right. How are we raising our tiger cubs? I love that because they still are our cubs no matter what, no matter when they turn like, you know, older and whatever, they are always going to be our cubs. I, I want to say that one of the things I just wanted to briefly mention as, as we're celebrating APAM, Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, I love the fact that uh, I feel celebratory. I know that sounds odd, but that's, it's part of our journey, right? Where I have come to this place and I do love your word. I do want to embrace that word to be proud of being Asian, Asian American, Korean specifically, right? And and being proud of that. And and the whole thing is, I, I mean, this is so cliche, but embracing the best of both worlds. Really, we have the privilege of that. We have two cultures, right? And so I look at it that way and I do think it shows in our family because again, kids learn from their parents and we live by example. So whatever we do, whatever we say in relationship to our culture, the kids will pick up on and learn that as well. So I hope they feel our proudness and I'll do my best to show that more in the, in just in this coming week to celebrate this month. Right. Yes, definitely. So I was, as you were talking about, you know, um, being proud Asian American and then, you know, I was thinking back on my own journey and I've, uh, I've, you know, shared this with you and our listeners also that I came here to the United States. I remember last week you were, you know, saying that you were on an airplane Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, coming here. And I came here when I, um, to the United States as an immigrant from Vietnam, right? A refugee from Vietnam, um, when I was six years old. And so for me and my parents coming here, not knowing the language, you know, starting out pretty much at absolutely at zero, um, 
the Vietnamese culture was very, very much within our households. You know, we were speaking Vietnamese. My parents were not speaking English to us. I mean, pretty much, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that I was learning uh, in terms of English or, or just, you know, was at school. And it was the starting of things. And so for me, um, as coming here, a lot of that Vietnamese culture was still very much ingrained in the way I was raised. Uh, but of course, that's a little bit different growing up here in the United States, going to school, going to law school. Of course, now raising my own children here, um, there's that mixture of the American culture and the Vietnamese culture. So therefore, in now, you know, thinking about this Vietnamese American identity of mine, you know, and, and you say it is cliche, but really trying to intertwine the best of the two cultures together. That's right. And I really believe we can do that. And I also believe it's healthy, right? That we, and, and here's the thing that it might, we say embracing or really um, embrace, yeah, uh, embracing and appreciating the best of both cultures, best of both worlds. But then there are parts of it too, that we also, I do want to say it's important to acknowledge that because it's part of our upbringing. And I was just listening to you share your story about coming at age six. I will share, this is my way of being cel celebratory to all the people out there uh, who came to the U.S. from their birth countries, Southeast Asia, South Asia, you know, in India, wherever that is. Wow, to come at age six and above and having to adjust to American culture. Like, I do very much admire that. Again, don't forget, I came when I was four months old. So I was a baby. <laughs> so I didn't really know. And I, it's almost like I was pretty much born here, even though just let Sandra mentioned, yes, my parents, Korean was their first language. And of course, they came as immigrants. So Korean culture was fully what I grew up with early on until they started acclimating, right? And then bringing more English in and more American things like spaghetti and, <laughs> you know, ham sandwiches <laughs> that I wanted yeah. to eat. Yeah. But um, I, I have this funny story to, to, just to kick off a little bit about sharing our journeys and coming to a realization of our culture is when I was in grade school. And I'm sure you remember this, Sandra. My mom would pack lunches and I'd be like, why do I have to bring kimchi fried rice? Or, you know, why <laughs> do I have to bring Korean beef and smell up the whole cafeteria, right? It smells like sesame oh, oil, yeah. <laughs> soy sauce, and the kids would get me like, ew, right? And I remember that. And it is traumatic. I, I won't deny that. It was like you felt a little ashamed because you're like, yeah, I can't even. Everyone's eating PB&J. <laughs> Everyone's eating ham sandwiches. Um, some people had tuna salads. Whatever they ate, I'd be like, I want that. And it's so funny to think now, and this is me wanting to celebrate this, that my kids in grade school, obviously they're older now, but even now they will show off Korean food or uh, <laughs> leftover Vietnamese or, or sushi if, if they had it for lunch. They will bring it to school. And I will, I will literally hear my kids say something like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, one of my friends had to have like half my California rolls. I was like, what? Meaning, they, they, she goes, yeah, they, <laughs> they get so jealous of my lunches. And when I hear that, I love it. I'm like, wow, like you guys don't want a ham sandwich? They're like, ew. You know, they're like, could we just take home the leftover Korean, take, I mean, take to school the leftover Korean food? And I... That's a great, I just want to celebrate that because I was not like that. And I love seeing my kids almost show off their food and their culture at lunch at school. Yeah, I, you know, that's a great, great story because 
um, it just shows how things have changed and you know with the way the our our country is you know that this whole notion of embracing diversity you know towards diversity and now it's more about oh, what's in your lunchbox can you share it and my my daughter she doesn't she doesn't want a ham and cheese sandwich you know she mm-hmm. wants rice right. to be packed you know with something and whether it's sushi it's Vietnamese leftover it's pot thai it's it's something else she loves and she says exactly the same as your kids that she's her friends are jealous when she brings in something that is different from a typical sandwich. Um, I mean, that I think just that's goes, amazing. Yeah, yeah, and that is really, really cool that they're they're like, oh. But I think part of it is, you know, for us as as Asian Americans, I know I always get a kick, and I met, I'm very intentional in sharing the Vietnamese American culture with other um, non Asians. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, for me, uh, my for my example, my daughter, she's in a Girl Scout troop with just all other um, uh, non-Asian friends. And you know, if we get together, if we're cooking something, I'll bring in egg rolls or fried wontons or dumplings, and I'll, I'll do fried rice, and <laughs> I'll do something that's different. Or when we have, you know. Um, Lunar New Year, I'll bring in red envelopes and share it with the truth and explain what this means. So I make it a, a point to share the culture because I think that, and I know they love it. They love it when other people love it when you do share the culture. And I, I think that's the way it is for us as Asian American is if we are proud of who we are as Asian Americans, then we make it a point to share our culture and our lives and our traditions and our values with others. I so I mean I felt like I wish I could do a clap emoji or something. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. I mean, and you're right. You you made a you made a, a good point about how our society has become more diverse. So it does make sense that our kids are I would I mean almost we have to admit having a little easier time you know, showing off their culture or being part of the culture, mainly because of with the way that the world has changed, which I, it's amazing. That's great. You know, but I do. And it's so funny because I still, of course now we don't, yeah, I, I get mad actually half the time when all our rice is gone the next day. Cause I'm like, I gotta make more rice. Why do you keep taking this to, to lunch? <laughs> cause there are times I'm like, I bought you some good deli meat, which I do. Cause sometimes they do want some sandwiches cause it's nice to have variety, but they'd be like, yeah, but I, that's getting old. I, let, me, let me just, I just took the leftover rice and then I packed the leftover cream beef and then they took basically all dinner leftovers. But I will always celebrate that because it was just a big reminder to me. And sometimes it just hits me when I go, wow, I can't believe growing up that I was so ashamed of that. But that's part of my journey. And that's okay to acknowledge that. And they're, in fact, do you know those kimchi bowls? You know, those instant ramen? Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. (laughs) I actually had, I was, it was so funny. It wasn't even, it's, it's terrible actually for you, but you'll still eat them occasionally, especially college kids. My daughter, I took a whole pack to her, maybe a couple packs for college last year. Her college roommates basically told her to tell me can she bring some for us like extra packs i mean and i was like well tell her and i was thinking well they can get it at costco i mean now you can get it at costco right but which is another thing to say that now you see kimchi bowls you know in the mainstream grocery stores but they thought melody was so cool having those kimchi bowls and then now i want to say they all eat that as like their midnight snack but that's Uh. part of what you were sharing i my own daughter would just bring things in and it's just a great uh, way of 
educating also other people even by example like just like you said bringing in the food and i i want to point that out because i think sometimes in our culture we are proud of it but you make a point sandra to really include it to include others in getting to know the vietnamese culture um no matter whether they ask or not that's important though because that's a great way of showing your uh i guess you're proud you being proud of your your heritage so i'm being reminded to do that as well and i think anybody should have the opportunity it's not about showing it off and bragging not like that which is in our culture but i meant to, uh, <laughs> i had to add that no it's about letting other people know about it and i have friends who sometimes will ask me going hey so what's this thing in like the Korean restaurants or in the you know Vietnamese restaurants like in pho what is that and i'll be like you know in the pho i'll be like you mean tripe they're like yes what is that and i'm like <laughs> well you you eat tripe i mean you guys eat that i mean some people eat it right and they're like oh right so that's what this is but i love that they ask and i think sometimes you want to make sure you have that culture where your friends can ask you like you know what i mean like your non asian friends you don't want them to feel like they can't ask you things about your culture that's also important and i try to exude that like welcoming like yeah ask me i'd rather you ask me than assume right or be assumptuous about things you know now that as i am talking to you and i know this is one of the things that as a as a speaker and as a trainer um and as an attorney uh one of the things i've always done especially in speaking is making sure that i share a lot about my culture and background and um what comes to mind now and i'm thinking about it is when i was an attorney and i was asked to go to an elementary school to speak you know about the legal profession and it was funny because i was sent in dallas to go to a school and it was i think 90% or more um african american kids and when they came in i think just being an asian american was something odd to them like they do, you know it's like and it was funny because when i started asking like do you have any questions for me they just wanted to know everything about the asian american culture or being vietnamese they would ask me do you know how to use chopsticks you know or how do you pronounce my name in vietnamese and it wasn't a single question about being a lawyer it was just about being vietnamese americans you know what do you guys like to eat what do you know and it just really opened my eyes that sometimes if you're not you know if you if you do not live in a very diverse neighborhood or go to a, you know have a lot of different people from different cultures in your school you don't get access you know to that and people are generally curious you know about your culture and so for asian american not only do we have to and i think for me it's also a reminder to be curious about our own culture why is this the case you know um and then knowing that and being able to have the opportunity when you do to share our culture with others right i i mean and that's that's amazing first of all to have that experience i would love to welcome that experience now <laughs> and be able to share about <laughs> the Korean culture because we don't we don't get to have that opportunity but I think that's great and that and I'm sure they learned a lot just from you sharing you know about your culture and I and here's the thing <laughs> I always make this clear just because we are Asian American or I'm Korean American you're Vietnamese American doesn't mean we know about other people's cultures too like there are times I still have to ask my Chinese friends I'm like wait so are you Taiwanese are you you know what I mean and I think that's important to share because it means 
we ourselves are also learning about I mean Asia just Asian Americans is huge, it's huge. <laughs> and, it's and huge. this is our way of educating yeah. we are not all the same and even Koreans and then there's Korean Americans but yeah I still have friends where I'm like wait a second you just said you spoke Mandarin so but then you're Taiwanese I mean and, and that's, that's their way of educating me and then they'll tell me they're like yeah I was born in Taiwan you know stuff like that and I'm like cool thanks you know, that's just me and so I also want to remind other Asians or other Asian American parents be mindful that too we have a lot to learn <laughs> about one another's culture, right? By the way, I still got to learn how to make some Vietnamese food. So I would love some recipes. <laughs> I think another podcast episode is we share about recipes and how to yes. make food. <laughs> because I need to learn how to fall. Yeah. Fall. <laughs> fall. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so for, for me right now, um, with the, you know, with our kids, I think that, um, we're, um, and you know, and I don't know how common it is because you and I have uh, have things that are very similar in a sense that we are both married to um, our spouses are both from you know the same culture, right? You know, my husband is also a Vietnamese American. Your husband is a Korean American. So we come from a household where it's not a mix of culture. Mm-hmm even though it's a mix of maybe family culture, but it's still in a traditional sense of like, we come from the same culture. Um, I know that here now, there are a lot of families who are mixed. You know, you have Chinese Americans who are, uh, you know, are, are married to a Vietnamese American or, you know, or a non-Asian. And so, you know, I think that's the big question is how do you mix when the cultures don't mix? How do you keep that? How do you celebrate that? I think that's a great, great question and a great point and something that I try to figure out how to do best too. But I think it's important, first of all, that I hope whoever your uh, spouse or partner is and that you end up with that's possibly not going to be Asian American or a different Asian race to first. That's why I think it's important to understand our identity and and to really figure out a way, especially when you have kids. Your kids need to be able to celebrate too, but they can't celebrate or be proud of it if they don't feel that from the parents. And I would just ask parents to be very cognizant that you have to educate your kids. I mean, there are things that you even have to tell your kids. Oh, in you know, in your dad's culture, you know, he grew up in, let's just say Vietnam, right? And this is what he did and this is how he grew up. And mom, well, she grew up in Korea. And so we, we ate this. And then, and then point out similarities too, like, oh, and then we would, we would celebrate this holiday. And I think that's important. And I think one of the things I did not do with my kids, and, and I think you and I talked about this, Sandra, that our kids will complain, is I didn't enforce, enforce is not the right word, but I didn't um, promote too much them speaking Korean. And I think that's okay, though I have some regret because they would have learned uh, you know their core language I guess right and it would have been another language to know because it's important to know multiple languages but and they will say uh we barely speak Korean like we can't even understand the k-dramas you know and I and I and I just feel <laughs> bad but that's not purposely done it's just because I was more comfortable and my husband was more comfortable in English and it was just easier for us but I will say now they're living at home because of COVID-19. So I'm doing a little bit more stuff. I'll say certain things. I'll be like, like, what do you mean by that? I go, oh, it's like a phrase in Korean that you say like, you know, shoot the breeze or whatever that is. And I'm, so I feel like they can, we can always educate our kids no matter what. I'm still learning from my mom. 
about the Korean culture, right? Especially Korean recipes <laughs> and little Korean myths. I'm sure you have that from your mom. The myths of Asian yeah, women. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely still always learning uh, from my mom and, you know, having her explain uh, things to me. And I think that is part of the process is us making sure that we are explaining things to our kids. So I remember, you know, just celebrating the Lunar New Year and the things that, you know, like my mother-in-law would make certain cakes or, you know, do certain, there would be certain traditions at midnight, we'll do certain things that, and she'll say things in Vietnamese and I would translate it to my kids. This is what we're doing. We're waiting for the ancestors to come back to bless us. This is why we're doing this. This is why we're lighting this and kind of explaining to the kids why things are, things are done the way they are. And I think that's part of us uh, of our in my family celebrating um, being Vietnamese Americans mm. to our kids and so you know I find that when I'm using the Vietnamese language and I, I have the same regret as, as you I wish I spoke more Vietnamese at home I wish that my kids knew more Vietnamese because they are saying, oh, gosh. And then even when they're speaking in, in Vietnamese, you know, with their accents, I'm always laughing in my head. <laughs> hey, like, at least oh, they gosh. speak it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they try. Right. They try. You know, they try. But I think they understand a lot mm-hmm. more than they can actually speak. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things where we as parents, it's, that's, I think that was, you know, it's easier for us to speak in English. Um, I think that for me, I think in English and probably have to, you know, translate it out in Vietnamese, you know, if, if so it, it, it's, I think it's, it naturally comes when I'm speaking to my kids to speak in English. Uh, yeah, that's um, amazing, though, that your kids can actually understand more. I will admit my kids not so much understanding but this is how i'm exposing them now and i know you're going to crack up through k-dramas so as they as they watch it with <laughs> us they do understand because the language and the nuances of the of the language and they'll hear words here and there and they'll crack they'll kind hey i just understood that i'm like yes yeah, so you do know some words <laughs> but i'll give you an example and this is a funny anecdote but there's some words we just don't say in english and this is how we mix our culture so the word fart in English, right? We, it's, I just didn't realize this, but nobody, including all my kids, won't say fart in English because I think the way I would word it to them was in Korean. So in Korean, fart means pangu. So I would literally say, okay. hey, who pangu? I'd be like, does someone pangu? Oh. And it's our way. And it's funny, but that's I'm celebrating that because I'm like, that is so funny. Um, and even in our daily language, there's some words I say in Korean all the time. Rice, we always say yeah. pop. I've never said the word rice, really. Someone make rice or let's eat rice. And I'll say it in Korean. Kiss, you know, like give mommy mm-hmm. a kiss. I don't even say that in Korean. I say, uh-huh. yeah, I say right. in, in Korean. So I want to yeah. celebrate that. I think that's so cool that I just realized that we have these words we don't ever speak in English. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like even the word rice in Vietnamese is gum. And I don't say rice at home. I said, you know, I'm gum. Eat, mm. eat rice, you know, eat dinner. Rice is dinner. And and so if I will say, if I'll say, you know, uh, get a bowl and get some gum. That's, that's what I say. <laughs> right. Get some pop. Get some, yeah, get some pop. Yeah, yeah. So, Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is cool. You know, so I think the kids will, you know, when they're asked by their friends, you know, what Vietnamese words do you know? It's so funny how many 
of the words that they know are related food. to food or like to kitchenware. <laughs> get a That's hilarious. Get a- <laughs> My kids will say, oh, we know fart. Pungu and you know how to call each other and that remember we talked about in our episode um, watch your language I all the kids will yeah. still call each other by like older sister uh, and I love that yes. so even yeah. my 18 year old yeah. son will call his sister Nuna which is older sister and I heard it last night and I forgot oh, I thought he was so calling cute. her by oh, her name but I, so think cute. He, I heard him walk in and say hey Nuna why are you so stupid? I mean, in the same sense, but I mean, it uh, was still funny. <laughs> and I went, oh, how yeah, affectionate. It was, it was, yeah, it's affectionate. It's so but affectionate. I was like, wow, you still call her Nuna. I didn't realize uh, that. So. Uh, that's so funny. I love that sentence. You're so stupid. It's a nice, a nice mixture of the uh, Eastern and Western right. culture, right? They, there. I mean, and they'll <laughs> hurl insults all the time, but meanwhile, they're using their Korean words here and there. I, and I will yeah. say, and I, I don't know if you do this, but my husband, um, yes, we are both Korean, and he will sometimes ruin good American meals like fettuccine Alfredo or good old spaghetti by adding kimchi. And so, oh. but my husband's like, why? Why not? I, I got to have kimchi with everything. But I'm going to celebrate that because there are times I'm like, I just worked hard on this homemade fettuccine sauce, al- Alfredo sauce, and then you just put kimchi on it. And he's like, um, oh. it needed some spice. And I was like, oh my God. But that's, we put kimchi, we'll just add kimchi to everything. Like, you know what I mean, right? You just put it on uh, everything. Yes, and the yes. kids will be like eating something. They'll be like, um, it's missing something. Go get the kimchi. And I love that. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think uh, kimchi uh, for us and uh, my husband is sriracha. Oh, yeah, I he love sriracha. sriracha too. Oh, sriracha, I can <laughs> inhale sriracha. But, and, and you do know now, and those are staples in many people's uh, refrigerators, yeah. not just Asians, you know, and that we should celebrate that. And I, I know that as we're wrapping up our episode, there's so much to celebrate. And I think my call to action is that I don't think we, I, I'm telling you all this stuff and we're, we're laughing about it, but I thought about it because I knew we were going to talk about this that I don't celebrate it enough. And so I love that you shared like, you know, being an example to your daughter's Girl Scout troops, that you would bring it into everything if you had an event or a birthday party. I think that's so wonderful. And I want to do more of that as well, you know, and be that mom that everyone likes, first of all, because I bring Korean beef. <laughs> you know, that's going to be so popular. Hi, yeah. yeah. I'll be like, you guys, you want some Korean beef? I got it. But that's, I want to celebrate that. So just a call to action from me to everybody listening is, what can you celebrate and how can you celebrate it, especially for your kids, for them to see it? It's very important. So they're proud of it, too. Yeah, I, you know, I just I remember one of my very good friends when it was Lunar New Year. She actually came in to her daughter's uh, school and read a book about Lunar New Year to you know the the um, classroom and then of course she's as a Chinese American she spoke to the class about the culture and what they did and explained things and I thought that was very intentional and purposeful and very celebratory of the Asian culture and so I think for us as Asian American parents and and celebrating we have to model our pride to our kids about our culture i think that's the very first call to action you know what can we do whether it's something very minimal to even just to share with your uh your son or your daughter's parents you know hey in our culture in our family's culture this is we do this we celebrate that this is why and even just a very small sharing is a big 
thing because it does increase knowledge and appreciation,、right. you know, and also you know just kind of communicating. Our culture to other people, and I think when our kids see our pride in that, in our pride in our culture, they are also then become、uh, more proud of their own culture about being Korean American, being Vietnamese American, being Asian American. That's right, and I I love that. So th- that's basically we're saying the same call to action, which is how to how can we ensure that our kids. See our proudness. Is that even a word? I don't know, but I'm going to use that word. Our pride. pride. Oh my goodness! Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah sure. I was like short on that、sure. word there. How we cultural pride and exude that to our kids, especially in, in reference to this month, so that they're proud too, and that's important for their identity. You know. So on that note, I just want to say,、um, resisting the war for for me this month would be、hmm, maybe not so much complaining. About and maybe resisting the word be more like let me celebrate all the simple things that our kids are doing with the Korean culture and and mixing the two. So meaning I am going to do better in the next couple weeks as school wraps up to resist the roar and be more celebratory. And this is just a reminder of everything they're doing is also based on their identity, right? Not I'm not just talking about schoolwork, just in general how they relate to their friends and and how they also can educate their friends. I mean, that's the other thing. So our kids can also educate their friends, so they feel connected to them. Going, oh yeah, you know, in in Korean culture, I've learned that we do this, and I think that's important to teach our kids to do that. So, anyways, I don't know if that's resisting the roar, but it's my way of let's be more celebratory instead of me being lecturish. <laughs> No, definitely. This is the call to action, and and as you are speaking, I'm already in my head thinking, okay, this is a great time to teach my daughter how to make pho. You know, she wants to make the the chicken pho so that she's ready to go back to college, and she's able to you know do that and share that with her friends. So, you know, in in my head, I'm thinking about what is it that. I can do, and maybe just picking one thing、um, that I can share with each one of my、um, children. You know, what is that one thing that's very Vietnamese that I can share with them? And I'm going to be on a Zoom. You know, that I- I'm going to be on to, that Zoom. Yeah, you're teaching、yeah. me too. Okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I would love to. I can watch and take notes. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So,、uh, happy Asian American celebratory celebrate celebration. Our, our you know, vid- yeah, celebration. Yeah, celebration and <laughs>、uh, just a happy Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. It's hard to say, but、um, we're super excited to be. I'm Korean American, Sandra. You are, and we're、Vietnamese、proud of Americans. Yes, we're、Until、definitely proud、time. of it. Resist the roar. Thank you.